Hey there, this is Aaron from Vile Company. Um, we're about to do a, another interview podcast with uh, the dudes from Boys of Fall. I'm uh, super stoked to have them on here. You know, we've been boys for a real long time, so, you know, it was inevitable. And, uh, yeah, uh, why don't you introduce yourselves? Uh, Mike, go ahead and say hey. What's up, everybody? I'm Mike, and I'm the vocalist for Boys of Fall. Yeah. And uh, Eli? I am Eli, and I play bass. Yep, you you play the the bass, and uh, yes. <laughs> you uh, definitely. If anybody ends up following him on Instagram, he is very proficient on the acoustic guitar and does a lot of crazy like tap tempo shit that I uh, always have to tap and love. Um, Indeed, thank you. But uh, thank you. yeah, uh, obviously, you guys just uh, released a new song, "Distance," which we were just hearing, and uh, that. I literally, I saw you guys post the video. You did all that. You guys got your merch set up, like everything. And the, like, I think I messaged you, Mike, saying that it had a, uh, a Watchmen vibe to it. Yeah, Watchmen <laughs> The vibe. color scheme. But uh, yeah. it turned out great. It really did. Like, um, like, you guys have been busy this year, which I love. Uh, I love, like, COVID's been fucked up for many reasons. But I love the fact of seeing what people have still been doing. Because, you know musicians don't want to stop making music and you know granted we can't play shows or we can't be out there or whatever to enjoy shows but there's still options of things that we can do and like i know that obviously mike like you've got you know the home recording stuff whatever uh so it, it's a lot easier for you but you <laughs> than others but there are options and like i love that you guys have like still been uh you know putting out just awesome content like uh for this song, Distance and Overthinking, you both re released this year, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Did you record both of those or produce them? Yes, or? I did. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's... I. It's It's been great to see your guys' journey. It really has. You know, back all it's the way back been, from... It's been a long... Dude, it's been a long time, dude, like, just thinking about it. Yeah, like, I think I met you guys back in, like, the first-rate pyro days, but, like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, for the <laughs> Warped Tour Battle of the Bands. But, you know, like, when you guys came out for that, it was one of those, like... Like, we had a lot of bands who were, you know, giving their best, but, like, they just... They hadn't put in enough time and experience into it yet and you could kind of tell but when you guys got up there and played i was just like oh no this is easy <laughs> like this is super easy like i don't uh, think every band that played that night would agree with you if i, I remember correctly. yeah there's always some drama when it came down to the warp tour battle of the bands what, but, was, what was the rumor after that lip syncing yeah we oh, lip yeah. synced the whole the whole set <laughs> there's always been something like uh i don't know so, oh, what is it uh one of the bands that ended up winning that year too um Eric from I Prevail was wearing yeah. a Vile Company hat, and they were oh. like, "Oh, the only one because you wore a Vile Company hat." And I'm oh, like, "Oh, isn't that a righteous downfall?" Oh yeah, a righteous downfall. Yeah. yeah. But I was just like, "Why didn't you guys wear a hat?" Like, you know, there was an opportunity. If you wanted to suck up to me, buy some merch. Cool, go for it. But you had an option and didn't. But uh, yeah, dude. Whatever. It would. That's all like old news and silly. But like, you know, all the way from back of that day. Like, uh, I, I remember that Warp Tour, you guys ended up doing like that live video at Warp Tour with, uh, cause Brandon helped with that, right? Yep. Yeah. And, uh, just, you guys have literally done, and I, I shit you not, you guys have literally done everything that you can. Like since <laughs> I've met you, you guys have always been on top of coming out with the best possible quality content that you can. Um, and even though like you guys went on a hiatus for a little while, you know, you still came back and then came back stronger than ever. So, um, just fuck man. Like, yeah, I was going through and just, you know, catching up on Spotify, whatever to see, uh, and to listen to the new track and some other stuff. But like, dude, I didn't realize that like Novocaine had like 2.5 million. Yeah, dude, Novocaine uh, surprisingly did well. Like, yeah. it, it, it was one of those things where it's like, I've always really enjoyed, I think the whole band has always really enjoyed the acoustic side of us. Yeah. And we've always done a bunch of acoustic covers. And, you know, we, we've put a lot of time and effort into our originals. But for some reason, that one, like, people just loved. And yeah. obviously, I'm stoked about it. But, yeah. Yeah. Dude, when I, when I got... Uh, when I got that demo, I, I tell this story all the time, but that was like uh, the first demo, that one and uh, No Good For Me got sent to me um, like when we were 
mulling the comeback. And I remember when Mike sent the uh, the demo of Novocaine to me. It was just like the first verse. And I was like, oh, my God, I got tears in my eyes. Yeah. I was like, we got to get we got to get the band back together, bro. Like, <laughs> I just I had a special feeling about that song. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it's it's funny because there's been like across the entire spectrum of the time we've been abandoned, all the songs we've written, like Eli and I, we have our couple songs that like when we're writing it, we're like, yeah, dude, like this is this is a cool one. Like, I really, yeah. really like this one. And then there's other ones that will both like completely just be like one of us will be like, oh, my God, dude, it's going to be the best thing we've ever done. And I'll be like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And then like <laughs> it'll be that way, like vice versa. Nova Kane was one of those songs like Eli really. Uh, champion that one because I remember I was stuck with writer's block forever on finishing the chorus and then doing the bridge of that song and Eli was like whatever you got to do man just finish it because it's going to be really freaking good and everybody's going to like it I've got a good feeling about this one yeah yeah it's one of those where it's like we've all had our different moments uh, and time in the band of um, just just different songs throughout the course of our time and and you know, I've been proven wrong many a times in the mm-hmm. where I'm listening to a song and I'm like, I don't know, man, I, I just don't feel it. And Eli's like, no, dude, just trust me. It's going to be good. <laughs> and that was one of the songs. I mean, you know, it's at yeah. 2.5 now and I'm very, very thankful for that. Yeah. I mean, even uh, Distance, which came out last week, I want to yeah, say. Distance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last Friday. Yeah. Last. So, yeah, it's been a week and two days and it's already got 106,000 plays. Yeah, like that's awesome. It's moving. Oh yeah, it's uh, it will catch up soon enough. Um, the uh, more on the topic of like what you guys are talking about. What does your guys' writing style like usually look like? It's changed so much over the years. Yeah. I think we've. Uh, I don't like Eli. I'm well. I know you know. Add into what I say here, but I feel like especially with this album, um, I think we all finally created this understanding of not necessarily our writing process, but kind of the direction we want to go and how these songs get written. Um, and it's always changed over time. I mean, obviously we've went through a couple different lineup changes of yeah. people and that, and we've had to adjust to, you know, what each person brings to the table and Eli and I, and I mean, Jake for the most part are pretty much the OG lineup. Um, Bean came in and I think once Bean came in, like everything was really solidified you know, band-wise, and that's when we took it serious and yeah. we started really focusing on stuff. But I mean, when Dan came in and when, you know, Bean left and, and you know, we've went through other drummers and that, you know, it's, we've kind of had to adapt with each person and figure yeah. out how as a group we all write. And I think this record, more so halfway through writing this record, I think like the four core guys, like we really figured out how, what works best for us and how the process goes and like how we end up coming to a song that we all love and agree with. And I feel like we kind of figured that out on this record and being coming back and, you know, writing all the drums for the record. It was just the icing on the cake, but yeah. mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I like we, we start out, we'll all just meet and we'll hang out. And we'll know that we want to write that day. We don't go into it with really any preconceived notions. We kind of let um, Jake, because we always start with guitar. We kind of just feel out the, sound of the song we're going to go with that day are we going to go more rock oriented are we going to go softer um and then from there we kind of just build this basic structure and we'll work through that for you know like one or two sessions and then after that you know i'll write vocals to it we'll put it down we'll show everybody you know and then eli will come in like eli and dan they'll obviously dan will write his leads eli will write his bass but eli kind of him and I almost switch roles and he becomes like the producer almost of the song. And he's like, okay, I feel like this part should be this way, or maybe we can do this or add this on. And we kind of do that for a couple writing sessions over the course of a couple times. And then the song becomes that. And we really fine tune it when we're actually going to like final record it. Yeah. Otherwise Mm -hmm. it just stays in demo form. Do you guys ever write anything on piano ever? Cause I mean, your guys's melodies and harmonies are on point always Thanks. thank so. you no we don't like start anything with okay. piano uh this record we experimented with like i finally got like a little midi keyboard yeah. thing so jake would sit there and he'd, we'd like figure out chords or like play behind the stuff but no I, honestly like when it comes to the melodies and the harmonies and that it's like i just sit and drive around or i'll just sit here and i'll think of a melody and then i'll form lyrics to it and then jake and i will basically meet I'll sing it for him. If he wants to change it, he'll work out little things he would want to change. And then we basically work on the harmonies after that. And okay. that's 
been the process of yeah. those for a while. Like it's it's definitely one of those things where like I like I was going through yesterday and just kind of listen across your guys's whole discography, just kind of like seeing the different transition points and hearing how things work. But like, um, I mean, it was one of those one of those deals where uh, there were certain pinpoints that I could tell that there was like obviously differences. Um, well, like when Dan joined the band, I could tell that there was kind of a um, uh, what is it? kind of sort of like a delayed effects, kind of choppy little pick style, whatever, that started becoming like a new norm. Kind of yep. like Angels and Airwaves, kind of like old U2 Edge stuff, you know, kind of a thing. But n that is nothing that I would ever have suggested or thought would have happened back when I first met you guys. Yeah. But it's become this flavor that's yeah. like it's part of the mix now. And it's not in every song, but it's one of those things where like when I hear it, I'm like, okay, that is definitely a difference between pre-dan and now dan i f i feel like better moments so better moments was obviously the first record that dan really wrote on i mean like we look at the chasing lonely ep and it, like yes no good for me uh was a dan song in novocaine and chasing lonely um but okay. like chasing lonely we had written that was a song that we wrote fully with dan like no good for me was like partly with dan and then it okay. partly wasn't with dan like dan wasn't even kind of in the band at that point but he was still writing with that and yeah. like with better moments i feel like we came back uh we were kind of in this like poppy thing that we were you know really pushing towards so we felt like better moments was almost like the record that we were supposed to write yeah you know what i mean like it was supposed to be popular it was supposed to be that and like this record you'll and you'll notice it a lot with dan's leads because i think he's written some of the best stuff he's ever written on this new record but you'll notice that that style has changed it's not so much that no good for me style okay. lead but he just does now like a bunch of different cool ones a lot of still like delay effects and yeah. leads and tapping but just a totally like this whole record is just a totally different style than yeah. better moments was yeah I, I was i was thinking uh the other night too i was like um I, I think like it's really easy for us to kind of forget about now but like you think about that transition time between and of course obviously the member changes but you think about we were off for a year and a half yeah and then when we came back it was like um it was a lot at in a short amount of time and we had to really try to figure things out and at that point we were like well what did we do wrong uh you know before and i remember back then we were getting pressured a lot to you guys write really good pop stuff so you have to um you you're too to a day to remember so maybe yeah, go the um, the pop route that they won't go which is yeah and you you have to pick one and it was like okay well well dan's playing is a lot more is is he doesn't come from a pop punk background mm -hmm. so let's see where we go with this and focus on that and um that like really kind of clipped our wings so to speak with our creative process because we always when we started writing we were just like let's not set any rules let's let the song take us where it goes and our best music has always ended up that way yeah and um you know i don't want to speak for everybody in the band but you know there's a lot of better moments that um, i think that we settled because we you know we clipped our own wings again so to speak like we did we just set rules for the for yeah, the we, process we put an unnecessary ceiling like on ourselves yeah. and on our music it was basically whenever a part would come up that was screaming it was no 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 no. we're not going to scream <laughs> on this part let's avoid that when it's mm -hmm. like i think there were just a lot of missed opportunities there were a lot of times when you know we felt like we should have gone a certain direction but it was safer to go a different direction and that yeah. i think that album was just a huge learning experience of mm -hmm. This is what happens when we force ourselves to write a certain sound and let's never do that again. Let's yeah. let's not. And I think distance was the perfect product of, hey, everything that anybody's ever liked about our music, there's something of all of that in this song. There's yeah. the big choruses. There's the back and forth of Jake and I. There's the screaming. There's the soft, clean, like flowy parts like there's you know, it's got everything that if you've ever been a fan of our band, it has all of that in that song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They, I would definitely say that, uh, like it does kind of show the full range of what you guys are about. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I mean, if you think about it, you guys literally went from <laughs> to, yeah, 
Yeah, like, dude. In a you very shocked some people. In a very short period of time. Like, and and you it's guys... like, and I understand, you know, the criticism that people have had. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I get it. You know, we're not naive to the fact that there were a lot of people that caught on to us because of the heavy stuff. But yeah. it, it was like, dude, for us, it was like, it was real psychological. Like when you're a bunch of young kids and you're trying to make it into the industry and you genuinely feel like you have something that possesses the talent to maybe do it or like do something bigger. Mm-hmm. Like when you're just getting shit on at every record label meeting that you sound too much yeah. like the biggest band in the world, that that starts to scare you and you start to be like, well, shit, man, what, what, what do I do? Like, do yeah. I do a different sound? Do we do we just stop? Do we try something else? And I think like not that better moments came out of like a fear, but it just came out of like this ceiling that we felt was on our band. If we wanted to move forward in this industry, we had to pick a certain style and certain sound that would appeal to more people and I just look at that record like a learning experience because I listened to this new record I listened to what distance became and distance was like everything that I wanted our band to be for so long it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily like breakdowny riffy heavy because there's enough bands that do that better than us like what can we bring to the table that's different and I think we just bring this like emotional post-hardcore but almost like r&b aspect to the music that but not in like a i don't know not in like a mainstream way i don't know it's we're just trying different things yeah i mean from what you were just talking about i am like we've we've obviously uh talked about it over the years you guys have kind of had a roller coaster ride like trying to get signed and trying to get on the road and so and so forth Mm -hmm. and it like, I don't know if you want to get into that at all, but, like, you, you were kind of talking about how this this label wanted you to do this or this agent was wanting you to do this, you know, back and forth. But it just, it was one of those things that it it personally gave me, if like, kind of this sick grief moment whenever, like, you guys were struggling and being, like, these guys are literally, like, such a solid package of like they write their own music they record their own music they do their own music videos they book their own tours they're doing all this different stuff and on top of that like i i couldn't like i couldn't get why other than you guys sort of sounded like somebody else or they like already had their person like they already had their day to remember or some bullshit like that but like i didn't get why and it kind of bummed me out because it bummed us out too. I know. <laughs> I want to say, like, first of all, I appreciate that. Yes, I, very much. You know, and, and like when you, uh, me and Mike got together a couple of weeks ago, and we were watching all the old music videos and stuff, and it took me back to that place. I'll never that level of frustration that you felt. A lot of people uh, would tell me about it. I, I've heard a lot of local musicians, you know, say that you know that discourage them to see us struggle the way that we did and and to be quite honest uh looking back on everything um i am so glad to be where we are today and i have let so much of that go like that level of um angst and um uncertainty and anger and uh i i don't i don't feel like we ever were a jealous band but we definitely felt uh, to a certain degree, we felt like we were just getting fucked at every turn yeah. and we felt, yeah. but, but it's cause we believed in ourselves so yeah. much, but we weren't arrogant about it. We just, yeah. we, we felt like that we had something special and, um, it was just getting ignored. And, um, I'm so glad to have let that go because I feel like now, um, Although like I do, I still feel like we have a chip on our shoulder. Like we're still trying to prove ourselves. Um, I think right now at this stage in our lives and, and and the, uh, the band's career, um, we're just focused on the art. You know, we're not anymore because that poisoned us. That it did. That is why we broke up. I mean, if you, if you think about it, that whole thing I was talking about, that better moments of who we should be, that ceiling like that. That became so toxic, like as a yeah. group, because you just start to sit there and think you're like, oh, my God, I'm kind of doing this for all the wrong reasons yeah. right now. Yeah. Like why? Like I, and this isn't even why I, I play music and it's we're not even making money doing it. He's <laughs> like, it's yeah. it's it's like it's one of those things where it's like it, it just became this super toxic thing. And it's like I, I've gotten to the point in my life now where I don't really 
Um, it's not one of those things that I'm looking to constantly be like, oh, I don't really want to talk about it or what. Because you know what? I, I mean, if bands look at us, especially in the local area, if they've looked at us and seen, you know, like, why didn't they go past a certain point or yeah. why didn't it ever pick up? It's like I kind of want to use it as a learning lesson because... Yeah. You know, we've it's not out of just pure like, oh, we worked with every right person and it never caught on. I mean, it's like we've made some stupid decisions along the way. Yeah. We've worked with the wrong yeah. people. Yeah. We've let these people um, force us to do things that we all knew in our hearts and our heads were not the the right way. But when you're telling when you when you put your trust and your money into somebody and they're constantly saying, no, you need to do this. This is you got to trust me. And then they just they keep not paying off and they keep driving us yeah. into the hole and they keep doing that. It's like you just start to second guess everything and you yep. start to question who's around you and what you're doing. And it's like Eli said, man, like I'm just glad to not really feel that way as much anymore and not just be, you know, hell bent on, oh, I, I you know, I, I want to do this because I think that we are we deserve this because, you know, we constantly are working super hard to do it. And, yeah. and you know, like we're because working dude, on like, ourselves and yeah. in, in the bleak of an eye, like especially with all this covid stuff going on, like it could all be gone, yeah. you know, and and there was so so it, it just all has happened so fast. And like now I'm like, man. I, I hope I hope so much that we can get back out on the road and see our fans again yeah. because yeah. that is the best thing in my life is this band and I feel um, you know I'm really sad about everything going on in the world and it's like um, you don't know like the older you get the more you appreciate things it's like me and Mike are Mike just turned thirty I'm almost thirty and it's just like we're not young anymore yeah, like yeah. I mean we're young relative but. Um, this is a young man's game, so to speak. Yeah. And yeah, the dude in Wage War just turned 28, and I saw that on Instagram, and I was like, what the fuck? Dude? <laughs> yeah, dude. And, like, yeah. it's like we're, we're very, very lucky. And and I, I to kind of sum up my point is, like, if, if you let that um, mindset that you're entitled to uh, whatever just because you're talented and you work hard, um, you know, it'll poison the very thing that you love the most yeah. and you'll forget why you're even doing what you're doing yeah and that's why i think on this record we finally sat down and we were like listen this this is what we want to do on this yeah. record this is how we're going to do it we're not going to work with other producers we're going to go back to us just being in a room writing what we want how we want it how we hear it because at the end of the day it's like that that's all that matters. I mean, we're going to get in a room, we're going to write music we enjoy and everything after that is out of your control. You can't control how if people love it or if people hate it. I'm super right. thankful that distance has hit people the way that I always hoped it would. You know, yeah. that's like this it, it's the best representation of being like, "Hey, this is the band that we are. This is what we've always wanted to be. This is yep. the music we've always wanted to write and it's just cool to see that people are like digging it and liking mm -hmm. it." Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> is it fair to infer that uh, earlier this year you decided you were no longer to overthink things, and now you're hoping <laughs> about going the distance? Oh yeah, <laughs> nailed it. But uh, nailed it. but I think uh, in all reality, Eli, I think you're the one that raised the point as far as the whole COVID thing about how uh, literally there are so many bands who've been doing all the right things or whatever, and then like this is our career, and have it all disappear in a blink of an eye kind of a thing. I mean, there's, we just saw yesterday that, uh, the majestic here in Detroit is selling. Yeah. Like, you know, there, that's going to be one of the, the hardest issues getting back into the swing of things is what venues are still open. Yeah. I'm I mean, waiting for them to announce Crowfoot and St. Andrews, dude. Like oh. I'm just waiting for it. Well, I know that Crowfoot still does weddings and St. Andrews does from time to time as well. So that is a source of income that could help them progress. Yeah. But uh, like Chelsea, my girlfriend, works for Live Nation. She works at uh, uh, the Fillmore. And she has just been, oh, see, it was nice knowing you, you know, kind yeah. of a thing. Like, yeah. there is no uh, immediate plan. Um, friend Anthony, whatever, who does uh, production at uh, St. Andrews is just like, yep, we're fucked. 2021 like we're hopefully we'll have a job back then i yeah, mean all dude. our other friends that are bartenders whatever for those venues they are now like finding other jobs yeah dude, it's, it's scary it, to me yeah to me it's just like it's super sad it 
it, it kind of just speaks to the viewpoint of the artist industry. And I think this kind of ties into, you know, how artists are treated when it comes to distribution of revenue mm-hmm. and streams. And it, it, it just comes down to the fact that I think nowadays, like it's almost an afterthought. There's so much music and media and art everywhere that people just assume it's going to be created just for them to consume. Yeah. And they don't realize that this is people's livelihoods actually behind the scene and that it takes it takes so much work and effort and time and money to actually give people that and now we're about to see an entire industry just go kaput because people never gave a shit and now they're realizing that you know what i Mm -hmm. mean it's it's crazy it's wild too because like if you think about the mindset of like uh royalties aren't what they were 30 years ago um you're not getting paid money for your actual music anymore so like spotify plays are like fraction of a fraction of a penny you know kind Mm -hmm. of deal so like to be able to keep a band afloat that's a full-time band uh yes you've got this time to record stuff great you have some time to do some live stream stuff which is great too under oath just made fucking killing this past summer uh on their live stream like they're they're set for the next couple years they don't have to do shit if they don't want to but most bands especially uh like not even in their beginning phases like the wee car dudes uh when they ended up signing over to nuclear blast i want to say mm-hmm. like a couple years ago they were like 10 years into their career yeah and like dave was like i'm so stoked i finally get to make uh money off of my music and i was like what do you mean and he was like yeah i didn't make anything i think equal vision they were on and they were like yeah they like most of the royalties went to equal vision and oh, they yeah. weren't making money off of plays they weren't making money off of cd sales they were on the other hand making money off of touring which mm-hmm. basically creates a system where you have to work constantly and be on tour constantly in order to make money and keep the band afloat. And not and only that, but I mean, touring isn't just, it's not even like, okay, now that we're touring, we're going to make money. It, it uh-huh. takes years and years of literally building a market to even start to see money. I mean, we yep. were getting to the point as a band on tour where like these last tours, we were starting to be profitable in yeah. some aspect, right? regardless of that, if that's barely passed, even it's whatever. I mean, it's, it's a, says a lot as a band to finally get to the point where you're driving around and people are coming out to your shows and it's actually paying itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, I mean, nobody sees money from CDs anymore. I mean, yep. none of these deals that bands are getting are, are you know, beneficial to the band in any mm-hmm. aspect, you know, in a lot of ways. It's it's these industries where it's, you know, it, after so long, you hear anybody in the industry, they look at you and be like, well, it's just the way that it is. Yep. And, you know, that's it's like, well, why? Why is it the way that it is? And yeah. it's like, well, because we make more money. And it's like, I get that. But yeah. no, you know. I, and I, I think, too, like the the way that that the system is structured did not has not um, quite evolved at the rate that technology has. Yeah. So, like, think about the medium to which that you um, consume your music, you now pay a monthly fee and you can download, um, anything, you know, whereas, you know, you, you pay the same amount that it would cost for one CD when we were growing up. Um, and you can have access monthly to, to millions and millions of things. So that in itself completely dilutes the value of one individual song. And then you think about, uh, the labels, uh, you know, record labels in general, actually, when you think about it are pretty archaic, Um, you know, because it does not, it's no longer cost $20,000 to put together an album Yeah, in recording costs or 60,000 or like, you know, like back in the day, like it was, you know, because studio equipment, high level studio, we, all three of us right now are recording on, you know, nice equipment that is relatively inexpensive. It would have never been available back in the day. Yeah. You know, so it's it's just I think that it's it's a multifaceted problem, and um, we are very fortunate that you know Mike and I and uh, uh, and Dan and actually all of us uh, have every one of us yeah have good stable uh, jobs out like that was always the problem was that the people in our lives are like why in the world would you give up what you know we're give you know what you have uh, for some for some dumb band it's like. It's, you can't explain a, it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's not a dumb band. I've got so. an itch. I got to scratch it. Yeah, it's <laughs> and it's it, it's always there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's always, always there. there, man. It it never goes away, dude. I'll, I'll we'll get done. Like we're we just released the first single on this album, and I've already been thinking nonstop about the next stuff we're gonna write. You know, yeah. So. What are we gonna do next? That's yeah. how I've been. 
Are you guys basically planning on a, a platform where you're just going to do singles and then eventually be like, hey, this is an album? Or are you guys just going to continue doing uh, singles? I don't know, man. I, it yeah. really just comes down to what the future has in, in store. You know for, what I mean? Like for, for future the, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For this album, uh, we've got two more singles coming out. Okay. And then the the album's coming out in uh, late November. Yeah, late November. And then okay. for future stuff, yeah. Afterwards, we're not sure. Um, we definitely, um, we're exploring our options um, for post this record. Uh, I think we all kind of just want to see how this uh, plays out. Yeah. You know, um, I, I feel like this is the best album we've ever done. So I'm excited to see what happens with it you know i'm just gonna try to enjoy this process in this like weird ass world we're living in right now this is like yeah. the one this is like my 2020 the bright spot of my 2020 has been our band and it's just like it's always been that way like the darkest times of my life are overshadowed by like the the brightest points in my life is is this band and it's always kind of just been there so I, I hope that this record can be that um that way for our, our fans and our listeners. And yeah. Uh, I, I definitely appreciate the fact that 2020 has been able to give uh, a lot of perspective for a lot of bands and like understanding on like, all right, we've got a, we got a moment, we can take a breath and we can think about this. There is no, uh, well, we got to release this record like right away and go on tour. There's none of that. There's no like, well, we're going to go and write this record and then we're going to play a couple shows and then, you know, we're going to go on tour. There's like none of that extra pressure. Like it yeah. is, I, I feel like this time specifically because we all, we all know there are bands out there who are amazing live. And then you hear the record and you're like, mm, it was better life, yeah. you know, kind of a thing. <laughs> like mm -hmm. we, and like some band, some people literally will go to people's shows because they're great live, but don't ever listen to their record. This, yeah. I feel like, is a very interesting time where people are actually working on songcraft and actually yeah. trying to put out something that, uh, like, there's no time crunch. There's no, like, you know, you have to do impulsive decisions. You've got time to breathe and yeah, create. It's, it's an experimental right. time for cr creatives across the board. I mean, right now, it's like there's there's no rules and you can't really do anything wrong because nothing's yeah. going right anyway. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. You and know, uh, Mike, your point, you were saying whatever earlier, like through your grind, you were talking about how you were getting, you were feeling this toxic, uh, you know, feeling of like, you know, we're not even getting paid for this shit. And I'm like doing all this extra work, you know, right now it's one of those like, nobody's getting paid because nobody's yeah. touring and you know you could do merch sales online but like in all reality right now it's just only what you make it yeah and that's that's what i i'm, I'm kind of loving about seeing different people's projects come out you know kind of a thing during this year this is yeah the perfect time for it yeah i dude like in this whole situation and aspect i mean dude we're we're so lucky that we have you know the the lives and the jobs that we have at home outside of the band because it's like so many people are in just this horrible position right now and yeah. it, it's like it's almost like been us you know all these years have been you know practicing this self-recording and self-producing and all this mm -hmm. stuff and it's almost like it led us to this moment where it's like that all all that you know skill and being able to do that came into play perfectly and we were yeah. able to not stop as a band but actually focus on our craft and create an album and have time to do something cool and it's like you know just because the entire world stopped it doesn't mean that everything stopped and yeah. i think sometimes people don't realize that of like hey there's there's so much you can still do there's so much that you know it takes time it takes effort it takes you know you being creative about it but that's what that's what this is all about it's all for fun so yeah I mean, in all reality, if you're not getting something out of it, then why do it? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, like, th I just, I appreciate the fact, too, that, like, there are not a lot of people getting distracted by, like, in-person fan hype, you know, kind of a thing. Like, yeah. if you get, if you're in your own bubble and you get enough people telling you that you're awesome, you don't challenge yourself the same because you already feel like you got it, you know, yeah. kind of a thing. So, I like the fact that people have this time, whatever, to beat themselves up about what they're doing and be like, no, scrap it, start again, you know, yeah. kind of a thing, like a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, no, oh, that's awesome. I mean, it's one of those things where you said you guys are going to be releasing the the new record in November, late November? Yeah. November okay. 20th. 
November 20th. Awesome. And we got and two singles coming out before that. We're actually supposed to get the cut of one of our music videos today, which I'm nice. stoked about. Oh, my Is, God. Is uh, Brandon wait. doing those, too? Did he just no, do? Okay. No. He, uh, Ned Ingalls, who's out of oh. Grand Rapids, he did okay. these, two. He's done a bunch. He's done, like, Sleep Waker and Hollow Fronts, and yes. he did a, uh, oh, my God, what is that band? I want to say did he did Scapegoat, too. What? I want to say he did Scapegoats, uh, one of theirs, right? I think he might have did one yeah. of Scapegoats, yeah. I think, um, I'm trying to remember some of these bands that he's done, but he's, he, you know, he's worked with quite a few, you yeah. know, bigger bands, but he just does great work, and we really love working with him, and, you know, I, I think bands, like, sometimes they just... You know, it's it, it's just we've done that in the past. You know, it's like, oh, well, we need to put a video out, so let's just get you know, let's get an idea together and let's just do it. Yeah. And this time around, it's like like everything that we've been talking about is it takes creativity, it takes time, it takes effort, but it's like especially when the world's like this, now you you really need to focus on the quality mm-hmm. part of it and and really put time and focus in. And you know, Ned's just been great with that, so we've been stoked yeah, about it. It turned out great, honestly. It was kind of funny to me uh, watching it because there were certain Easter eggs in there that I loved. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> For yeah. instance, uh, you like rocking Jameson in there. I was like, yep, yeah. that was happening. Oh, uh, yeah. It was obviously like Gage and, uh, you know, Haley, whatever being in there. I was like, yeah. all right, you know, cool. And uh, it was super funny seeing you, Eli, be like kind of a dick because I was <laughs> dude, like, this dude's like the nicest dude in the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, Thank uh, you. <laughs> Thank you for that. First of all, I was coerced into playing. It was a part. last moment thing, dude. Uh, all, all our videos are, dude. Any any time that we've ended up having to, like, you know, basically every video shoot we've ever done, something always happens, like the yeah. day before, the day of, that it that requires the entire thing to change. Yeah. And you know, same thing happened with this one. And yeah. Eli was basically, we looked at him, and we're like, well, can't be me, so you need to do it. <laughs> yeah, Mike. Mike told me too, and I was like, "God damn it!" I was like, "Please don't make me do it, please." And he's just like, "Nope, you got to do it, dude. It's you." But you did a great job. So yeah, it, well, it looked great. Thanks. It looked believable. All the video cuts look great, and it served its purpose. And that's exactly what we wanted. I just I know how I am, and I can't stand to like see myself on video and stuff. And I was like, like I can't watch the video now. It's like it's a beautiful. I watched it so like for like the approvals and stuff, but I haven't been able to watch it because I'm just like, oh, like I just can't. I can't <laughs> well, watch myself. At least you'll be able to enjoy midnight because it won't be in there yes. at all. Yes, so. I'm very excited for that. Is there any uh, teaser uh, concepts you can talk about that or for the next video? Yeah. It's uh, it, it's like a continuation of the of distance. Oh, okay, right? same basic narrative. Uh, so like I I think distance focused on you know obviously this point in the relationship and where it led up to, and I think midnight in the video more so just focuses on you know I guess the after effect of what that does to somebody or you know just okay. how just what you know it's gonna just kind of show that aspect mixed with a bunch of things so you know i don't know we'll see how it's all cut together once we get the video take yeah it's it's hard to say because i can explain the idea but i haven't even seen it yet so gotcha gotcha the the song itself is pretty dark and Um, heavy yeah it's actually really dark (laughs) (laughs) uh which i'm really excited about i i have to say like um mike is and I, I like I tell him this all the time, but he just blows my mind with his talent and his hard work. And uh, I think that he out of out of everything that he's done um, in in our time together, I think that you did such a cr- incredible job on writing the lyrics on this record. Um, and I think that like people are catching on, especially with with distance. Uh, I've seen a lot of people make comments on that, but um, the the rest of the like the next one coming out is pretty pretty deep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I'm excited about it. It's real, and I I think like I think we write honest music, and um, and uh, yeah, I think it starts with you. It's really really good. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> does uh lyrically does it usually be like one person takes the reins for you know a whole song, or is it like you and Jake bounce back and forth ideas? Or um, you know? I normally I write 
all the lyrics. Um, yeah. So yeah, normally I'll write all the lyrics and I'll write all the melodies. Um, and then what I do is I'll either go and record the entire idea. Like I'm weird, dude. It's not like that I can't listen to other people's ideas, but it's one of those things where when I get an idea in my head, I kind of have to just be alone and work it out and then mm-hmm. show everybody. Cause then once they hear it, they can be like, okay, I want to change this. And it's like, okay, cool. At least I got the whole idea out. Yeah. So you can kind of make changes then. No, um, I, so, I definitely used to be like that where like when I wrote a song, I had to record it before I wrote the next song just yeah. because I needed it out on paper. It was like, you know, like mm-hmm. I was, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't get uh, until that project's done. I can't work on the next one. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. For you, so, at least you're, it sounds like you're open to edits, obviously. So it's not a control thing. It's just more of a, you need to see for yourself. Yeah, no, it's mostly just a creative thing of like, once I sit with the song, I have to get all my ideas out. And then from there, it's like, okay everybody like let me know what you think let's do it so kind of all i'll do it is i'll write all the the lyrics and the melodies and then i'll probably like record the demoed version or i'll meet with jake and we'll go through the parts and a lot of times what jake will do is there's been songs here and there where he'll look at the part and he'll be like i don't necessarily like the lyrics i think you know we could just change this line right here or you know jake will be like hey um, I'm almost thinking like, instead of you doing this at the end of that melody, like we could change it and do this and then I could do a harmony over it or we can add yeah. a background. So it's like, that's kind of always been how it is. It's never, it's never been a control thing. It's always yeah. just, uh, that's creatively how it's just always went. Yeah. The, uh, I just, it was one of those things that was interesting while I was listening yesterday. Cause I was thinking about, I was like, who is writing these songs lyrically? Because in all reality, uh, you're in a happy marriage, um, Jake. Like Jake, I know has been in a pretty long, t- you know, uh, relationship that's been very positive. And I was like, there's so many sad songs in here, and so many like, hey girl, you know, kind of songs in here. And I'm like, who is writing these songs? Because literally, like, I've known you for what eight, nine yeah. years, whatever, and you've been yeah. with Hillary the whole time. Yeah. And I'm just like, so is this like all just like repressed energy from junior high and high school, you know, kind of a thing? Dude, I mean, like fair yeah you know it could it could be um i write you know things that other people in the band are going through i write things that i've been through that like not like my mindset isn't necessarily like oh if i write about this topic it'll help somebody else but like there's sometimes i just try to write a situation you know lyrically however it just comes out and it's always funny because it's like i'll focus on other people's emotions or how i've felt at certain points in the past but i'm never like it's never like specific people which i know if you read the lyrics like you would be like oh no this is talking about a specific situation he's probably (laughs) super unhappy in his marriage and it's like it's not that at all yeah it's just (laughs) i'll i'll write about things that you know my friends have gone through or things that i've seen in their relationships or it could be like you know things i've seen in my family you know it could be about things i've seen with my like other people that i went to school with like it's i'll pull from different aspects but i always want to make it sound like it's personal yeah and uh it's it's one of those things personally I know for myself I've I I have personally been attracted to certain artists that go through some uh pretty heavy, you know, depression like mm-hmm. they have like this weird like uh, kind of like Jesus out in the desert for 40 days kind of a thing. They come yeah. back and all of a sudden like, you know, it's a whole new mindset. And a lot of the songs that they write are very, very first person and feel very like this is me talking about what I'm experiencing. Yeah. Um, personally, for myself, I couldn't write like that anymore just because it was like, I don't want to, I don't want to think about negative things or continue to write songs about things that are too personal. Yeah. But um, it's one of those things where um, it's, uh, there's always a place for it you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. Like Julian Baker, whatever, you know, talking about, you know, I wish I could write a song about anything but death. And I'm like, dude, I, f- I feel you, you know, yeah. kind of yeah. a thing. Like it's, uh, there's always, it's always fun whenever you have that. Cause you, you believe those situations and it comes across as more true. Yeah. But, um, it was just interesting to me, like kind of like listening through. Cause, um, I mean, for the most part, like your vocals, uh, I would say, are less sad than Jake's vocals, if that makes sense. Like, I would say when Jake ended up singing, a lot of times it's just like, man, I just want to give you a hug. Yeah. Like, you just sound sad. You know, kind yeah, of no, thing. And, and that's like, I'm so thankful to have Jake in this band because it's like, when bands have two good, well, I guess, you know, that's a biased opinion, but when bands have vocalists that they find are good, like, I just think Jake is such an incredible 
vocalist. Yeah. So it's like he can hit notes that I'll never be able to hit. So when I whenever oh, I yeah. want to write this cool melody, like distance example, like yeah. I told Eli, like I, I was like, dude, I've written I wrote the best lyrics and melody I think I've ever written. And guess what? Jake's gonna have to sing it. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like he sings higher, but it's like you, you know, you got yeah, you gotta use like people's talents and people's abilities. And yeah, Jake just has this incredible emotion to his voice that gives the listener something different that I can't offer them. And like that's fun about writing music. That's cool. Yeah, it's definitely useful. I, I definitely found this pretty solid in uh your guys' song Drown from uh, what, twenty seventeen? Who will fix me now? Dive in Yeah. Like just your guys' like call and response, like back and forth kind of a thing. Like it, it was kind of like a game for me yesterday, being like, all right, that's Jake, that's Mike. Yeah. And just it was it was yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes good music, but for me personally, it was like I'm I'm looking for stuff like that when I listen to songs and it yeah. was fun. Like you guys, uh I mean oh, there was plenty of other bands that do that, but like I think when you guys do it, it's like <sighs> it's very seamless. Like it's, it's one of those things you have to like, you have to search for it sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, cause it'd be like, wait, was that Mike or was that, you know, <laughs> like you, it's very subtle. We've always been so picky in particular, like Jake and I, like when we're recording vocals, like we spend a lot of time making sure that how we sang the part and the emotion sounding behind it, like fits it. And we yeah. spend a lot of time doing that. And they're like, I've noticed because I've record, I recorded bands for many years and I just feel like a lot of vocalists, they don't put a lot of emphasis on that sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes they're just more worried about singing the melody and singing the lyrics, but they don't worry about how that's actually coming across. Yeah. And that's something that Jake and I have spent so much time doing over the course of the band that it's like, yeah, like you said, like we spend so much time making sure it sounds seamless because I don't want it to sound jarring. I don't want the words to sound like too wordy and too, you know, uh, pronunciated and all this stuff. And, and we just spend a lot of time doing that. But yeah, real quick before we get out of here, um, I saw that Bean's back in the band, which is great because I always loved him. I know that he, I mean, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I love Scott too, but it's one of those things where, uh, I knew he moved down to Nashville, right? To do recording or was he just doing session drumming no, uh, he he moved down to Nashville. His brothers lived down there forever. Okay. Um, so he moved down there just because Beans was always, you know, Nashville always was calling him, dude. So he dude. just wanted to move down there no matter what he did. He wanted it to be in Nashville. So I was actually yeah. supposed to move down to Nashville before coming back to Detroit. It's but, so beautiful oh down there, it's, man. It's gorgeous. Down I would I if Nashville. I could, I would move there in a heartbeat. So yeah, my yeah. my mom got real sick, so I had to move back to Michigan. But like, so I have no oh, regrets. Geez. But Sorry like, I fucking love Nashville. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm very jealous of that. So is there like a plan that he's just going to be recording the drums for now? But if you guys ever tour again. You might have to find another drummer, or see like down the tour. I think again. I think like plan plan A would be that he would uh, he would come with us on tour, obviously. Um, but if he if he can't, then we would we would go yeah. from there. But uh, he is uh, he is a defining the defining drummer of our band, and it feels really good to have him back. Yeah, by um, far, man, he's he's yeah. the he's the dude. He's our dude. Yeah. He is. Mm-hmm. You know, he he brought something to this record that you know it couldn't have been brought any other way. It, yeah. it, it's crazy. I will say this because like I, I write all my parts to I, like I'm as a how I play and write as a bass player. I'm really focused on the drums. Yeah. And um, he recorded his parts and sent sent them. And these are demos that we've listened to for like nine months, just over and over and over again. I, <clears throat> we all know them like the back of our hands. Yeah. And I, I, I know Mike feels the same way. But when when I heard Bean's drums on them for the first time it felt like i was listening to the song for the first time nice. again and that's how i knew i was like oh my god like <laughs> uh this is what uh this is what we've needed you know like he and, and it's crazy because it's drums you wouldn't think that uh something like that would 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 flip the script on on a song hey, that you know so hey. well but 
Um, you got to ask the O'Neaters about that one. A drummer yeah, makes dude. all the difference. Yeah. yeah oh, dude. No, it, it, I, I shouldn't say that because drum drums are so, so important. You obviously. just don't realize it. Like when you're listening yeah. to like when you sit with a song and you have these MIDI basic bitch drums going the entire time and mm-hmm. you've listened to it over and over and there's no like cool fills or unique hi-hat stuff. And then all of a sudden a drummer sends you their drums with their taste on it. And you're like, wow. Oh my God. Like that's, it's, it's, it brings a life to it that just wasn't there otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I remember what was it? The Tuesday before you guys released uh, distance and the video and everything, you guys put out those promo photos and I was like, I saw Bean. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Hold up. (laughs) So I was pretty stoked whatever to see him in there. Yeah. We snuck um, him right in there. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I would say uh, before we head out, uh, what are things that uh, our listeners should uh, be paying attention to? Uh, November 20th, you guys are releasing the record. You're going to do another music video in between there for midnight. Um, is there like a, a planned schedule for any of that or is it just like uh, uh, keep your eyes, you know, your eyes open and your ears peeled? Uh, dates. Yeah. For right now, it's, it's keep your eyes open and ears peeled. Um, you know, just keep watching our Spotify, uh, keep Mm. watching our Facebook and our Twitter and our Instagram. We're going to be announcing stuff very soon. Um, you know, the next single is going to be coming out real soon. So we're going to have a lot more to blast and post pretty soon. But yeah, I mean, you can just follow us on any social media, um, YouTube, Spotify, Apple music, pre-order pre-order for November 20th. Yep, yep pre-order that, that follow pre-order the, the brand new record and and uh I cannot wait to release some more singles. We yeah, www.boysoffallband.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh I'm so stoked that we were able to do this. I'm glad that uh you guys were able to, you know, find time in this uh pandemic whatever to make this work and Absolutely. uh uh, I'm I'm very I've obviously been stoked seeing how you guys have grown over the years, but I'm really excited about the new stuff that you guys are working on. Uh, beyond the the fact that there's always been this high tier level of quality, it's just it seems really genuine too. So right. I'm excited you. to see you know you guys being in 100% control of what uh, of everything that you want to do right now. So uh, it feels good. Yeah, yeah. it feels good. <laughs> and, and Aaron, we freaking miss you, dude. Yeah, yeah I miss you too, man. It's been forever, man. I, Th- dude, thanks, I for, know. Uh, thanks for everything over the years. Yeah, man. Seriously, Seriously you uh, after you know we did that first warp tour battle of the band. You know, we we are forever thankful. You know that you gave us the opportunity to do that, and you know since yep. then we've just enjoyed every interaction, every bit that yeah. we've got to hang out. Everything. Well, I wouldn't change a thing. all right guys well uh i'll be uh paying attention when uh midnight drops out and everything else and i hope uh all our listeners will too and uh hopefully as soon as you know life goes back to normal we can hug again so yes absolutely hugs and kisses (laughs) and jameson and beer yeah all of it all of it all of it all right guys i'll catch you later all right man see you later